0: And now, uh, really, you do not need to be extremely good looking or rich or you know, have a lot of resources to be a content creator. But I think fundamentally, the key is really to be able to dominate a niche, and this this niche right, has to be something that resonates with you. It has to be authentic, coming from you. So once you feel strongly about a topic, like how I feel about uh, virtual events production, then it is really very easy, you know, when we study to study deeply, more deeply into the topic. And then to be eventually become seen by the world as an influencer in that area of interest.
1: This is the Legit Podcast. Welcome to the Just In Time Learning Podcast or It's Legit where we're gonna share a few hacks, tips and resources so that you can handle life's challenges just at the right moment and the right time. Do you want to become a content creator or learn how to run online events to thousands of people across the world? If you do, this is a musty episode. Becoming a content creator has become a trend, a fad, even a career. Today, when we look at a lot of youths, they want to not just become a doctor and engineer, they want to become the next influencer, the next podcaster, the live streamer out there. So today, I have with me Mr. David. David, my friend over here, he is actually the owner and managing director of EBX Productions. Okay, And he's going to share with us a little bit about the tools of the trade uh, in both virtual event production as well as content creation. So, uh, if Without further ado, let me just introduce David. Hi, David. How are you today?
0: Hi everyone. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me to this uh, legit podcast mm. by Youthcast. I'm David, owner and managing director of Ebonex EBX Event Solutions. Mm. We are an end-to-end 360 event solution provider across five verticals: EBX Shop, EBX Productions, EBX Space, EBX Academy and EBX Live or media Production uh, unit. We believe in taking a holistic and integrated approach to working with content creators and being content creators as I am today, of course, on presenting digital media and making the process easy, fast-free, and most importantly, cost-effective.
1: Nice! So I think it's like an all-in-one approach, a one-stop center for all kinds of content creation and production itself. Right. Yeah, so I think that you have seen many different content creators I think a lot of youths today either identify themselves as content creators or they want to be one itself So what do you think, uh, what do you think makes a good content creator? I
0: think the key is to stay on trend, of course, you mm. know, to you know, see what's out there and to, take, and to make your own content uh, lighthearted and entertaining and most importantly, take advantage of the production technology that's out there to attract and retain attention which is, of course, one of the hardest things to do, as people usually you know, click in, click out in five seconds or less. Having a grainy video quality or poor audio quality, of course, is a very major turnoff. So we need to see how best we can improve that.
1: Yeah. That's very interesting because I think uh, the research that I've done actually we know that youth today have very limited attention span. Do you know that their attention span is only eight seconds? yeah and that's why you think like things like TikTok They just watch it and they either they like it or they don't like it and then they want to watch it a bit more so that's really interesting for how you can capture their attention now. that's right right yeah. uh you're in the space of content creation and media production right so what are the up and coming trends do you think are up and coming especially in this industry
0: Well, the industry is very dynamic mm-hmm. it's fast moving and uh, it's uh quickly evolving as we can see in recent recent news you know uh as led by Facebook Facebook is fast moving into the metaverse or what we call the virtual uh, universe. It's very exciting because this brings a live meets virtual experience which mm. blurs the lines between what is in our physical world and what is in the virtual world. Mm. Then, of course, online ownership of uh, content uh, through the blockchain and you know the buzzword nowadays, the non-fungible tokens, NFTs. Mm, they, NFTs. Are fi- they are finding um, real-world applications uh, beyond just cryptocurrency. Even in our own own event space uh, I think recently uh, there was a news about one of the largest concert promoters, uh, Mm. Live Nation They are adopting uh, NFTs for their ticketing platform, Mm. Ticketmaster So very interesting And of course the next thing we need to look at is sustainable green events You know, reducing our, our carbon footprint and this will be a primary justification for virtual events last time you know uh, when we used to do concerts and festivals we used to generate a lot of waste so of course you know virtual events could be one way we can you know promote it as a sustainable uh, initiative moving forward of course again i'm going to stress that all these needs uh, high quality production to translate these uh, live elements where we are now into the virtual space the metaverse Uh, and this is where uh, my company uh, EBX uh, chooses to create and to deliver this value.
1: Interesting, interesting. I think one of the insights that I have from what you have just shared is that our real lives and our online lives is merging into one. That's like right. I think Facebook calls it the metaverse, right? Yeah. yeah so it's like uh, what we are doing offline and online is like you know it's con- interconnected itself. Uh, another thing that's interesting is that I think one of the trends is really blockchain and I think people always think that blockchain is all about the finance industry mm-hmm. but I think that uh, there are many applications to it and there is one whole universe of application that people don't know but I think one of the things that uh, I saw in one of the videos before right, was that they always say that the youth of today, when they go into the workforce right, they are going to take on jobs right? that have not been invented yet so I guess that blockchain has a lot of uh, potential over there
0: yeah. Or oh, another the job could be uh, in the virtual events production space you show me you. <laughs> and
1: we surely And we will be talking a little bit about that later yep, so that you can right. give us more details about it So mm-hmm. those of you who want to become an event or virtual events producer, stay tuned Okay, so if I want to become a content creator What do I need? Do I need a good voice, a good personality? Do I need to be funny? What do you think a content creator needs?
0: Well, we are all content creators You know, you and me today here uh, in the studio So it's to be a content creator But I think fundamentally the key is really to be able to dominate a niche and this this niche has to be something that resonates with you, and has to be authentic, coming from you. So once you feel strongly about a topic, like how I feel about uh, virtual events production, then it is really very easy, you know, when we study to study deeply, more deeply into the topic, and then to be eventually become seen by the world as an influencer in that area of interest. Then it is also really okay, you know, to see what your peers are doing out there, mm. but just be mindful, guys. Not to copy blindly, because whatever you do has to be you. The identity and the branding for yourself will take a while, of course, to develop. But once you you come into that space, you will develop your own uh, fan base organically. The key, right, really, is to get started. You know, you get comfortable speaking in front of the camera, speak as clearly as you can, as though the camera is your friend, and uh, just relax. Enjoy the experience, because if you are nervous or unprepared, the audience can pick it up right away.
1: Nice, great advice over there, and I'm hearing two things. Number one, I'm hearing is that you need to be authentic. You need to be very real, because don't be a copycat of an influencer out there that is very popular, but be yourself itself. Uh, and part of it was also managing nervousness, right? Mm. I'm sure you work with a lot of content creators out there. The first time they get on screen, they're yes. very nervous. Yeah, maybe it happens to me before many years ago, and mm-hmm. maybe to you as well. When you first uh, step out on stage or in front of the screen, it's not natural, right? Yep. So how do you actually work with content creators who might be a little bit nervous, especially, especially the first time they are on screen itself?
0: I think importantly is to just to help them to to relax, to ease them into the process. Mm. And I uh, one quick tip I'll give is actually really to focus on the pre-show planning and. Uh, Preparation. Yeah. Because the more you communicate, then you the more you spend time to rehearse to go through. Uh, being better prepared actually helps you to be able to uh, communicate better when you're in front of uh, the camera. Then you know if you are if you are a bit you're just starting out, you're a little bit unsure. You can just stand in front of the mirror, you know, practice, or you can if you have a camera, you can even take short clips of yourself just rehearsing. Then you know, uh, pay special attention to your body language. Uh, the, the, the pace uh, and the tone of your voice when you're speaking and then see how best you can continue to fine tune and uh, improve uh, uh, the delivery
1: oh, yeah. Excellent advice over there Even as a public speaker or presenter many years ago when I first started out this is what one of my seniors actually told me that you need to speak in front of the mirror video yourself and be comfortable with it and yeah. it's actually very awkward but I think it is very necessary because you learn from you, we cannot. we don't have a you know 360 mirror, it's not like we drive a car Then you can see the rear view mirror mm-hmm. So we need to be able to record ourselves and rehearse it In order for mm. us to manage that nervousness Nervousness, So yes. that when we know better, we can do better as well eh? yeah. So thank you for that, reminder itself eh? And uh, if I want to become a content creator So how do I choose the platform? What platform do you think is for me? Should I uh, use a podcast or maybe should I go uh, on Twitch mm. And stream the way I game or should I go on YouTube? What do you think is the best platform and, Or how do I choose my platform?
0: So, of course, we all know the, the platforms that you just mentioned, you know, your YouTube, Twitch, of course, uh, Facebook, so yeah, on and sure. so forth. Yeah, so, I think really we just need to be uh, looking at the content that we are trying to uh, deliver uh, and try to match that to the specific uh, platform. As we know, uh, TikTok and IG stories, Instagram mm. stories, are very really much suited for short-form content. Short-form, so yes. it's a fast-in, mm. fast-out, mm. fast-paced, you know, uh, high-impact content. Sure. Whereas if something like say a podcast or something that you know tends to be a longer-form format, uh, then uh, Facebook or YouTube uh, may may actually be a better medium. Then if it's something that you want a lot of real-time uh, interactivity, then Twitch could be uh, something that you know, a, lot, a lot of gamers They love to go on Twitch mm. And then they interact with their fans And the followers in real time And all that So, so that's just different platforms For uh, different uh, um, uh, content Because uh, uh, I think importantly really Is just to be able to choose The most suitable platform Depending on where your target audience is So if, if YouTube And, I, and one, if I have to choose one I would say YouTube would be A great, great way to start and to develop Because it has great global reach and has an awesome monetization mechanism if you wish to turn
1: professional nice i Mm. I hear that. I think knowing who is your target audience, who you're serving, who's your content for, is really very important. Yeah. And know where these people look for the content in. Uh. And I think it's not just one platform, right? Maybe you can actually experiment with a few. You can have a YouTube channel, then a short form content. There's a TikTok, right? So I yes. think there's uh, we can go and experiment on different platforms. Yeah, we to can see go multi platforms as well. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think of the, one of the formats also there's more trending today is live streaming, right? Uh, I think a lot of businesses and youths are doing live streaming, not only for like live auction as well as like live streaming I think maybe something on like gaming on Twitch or even just uh, just talking to your audience out there live streaming is very popular right now right? Mm-hmm. so could you share with us right what if I want to become a live streamer how do I start where do I how do what are some examples of, of a, what is a good live show
0: again uh, what I said before the production quality mm. is key in live streaming and in life really uh, Fundamentally take care of the basics and the rest will fall in place Okay, I'm gonna give you guys some quick tips and tricks live streaming. You know, this Mm. is derived from our years of uh, experience Mm. Yeah, really the first one I have for you is to have a stable internet connection When we do commercial uh, live streaming, we of course uh, would very much prefer to have a wired internet connection coming directly from your internet access point Uh, but sometimes uh, Wi-Fi is it's fine as well, really. Uh, just to get started, because uh, in Singapore at least, uh, yeah. our internet connectivity is uh, uh, relatively uh, stable. It's fast, and uh, something you know, we suddenly get the uh, total outages. Yeah. 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 The next point I have for you guys is to have a high quality camera, mm. uh, HD ten eighty p camera, and n- nowadays, uh, camera phones uh, they have really very good cameras. The fun fa- the fun camera may not be fantastic so I would suggest using uh, yeah, the rear camera from your phone have you on a tripod you know position, position it nicely and that, that's really usually uh, uh, good enough mm. next point test your audio so can you can imagine uh, if uh, you're watching this podcast right now you see me on screen, but you can't hear what I'm trying to say Then that defeats the whole point uh, of having the podcast in the first place yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can of course start off with using the built-in microphone uh, From uh, whichever streaming device, be it your phone, your laptop yeah, But do bear in mind that it really picks up a lot of ambient noise That may be less than
1: optimal so maybe uh, yes, uh, yeah. just for those people who may not be very familiar with this term called ambient noise, can you just explain a little bit what's ambient noise?
0: Yeah. So of course, you know, when we step out mm. to any environment, if we're indoors, there's that low rumbling sound from mm. air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, then if we step outdoors, then there's traffic noise. There's you know noise from the rustling of the leaves in the tree. on the tree, yeah. All these things are, you know, there's actually background noise which uh, in a way forms like white noise. We 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 no longer pay attention to it, but it's just ambient noise in the environment. Mm, the environment, yeah. la, ambient, the
1: yes. amb- ambience. Mm. Yeah,
0: so of course, you know, uh, from the audio perspective, if, if you have a good sound engineer or you can do it in audio post, you can actually try to clean up some of these ambient noises mm. so that you can actually highlight the key frequencies that for example, you know, when we speak uh uh, we you can capture our, our vocal uh, frequency range, which is typically in the so-called the mid, the mid-high, uh, mm. uh, yeah, frequency range. Then the low hum from the air conditioning, we can use some sort of like a filter to get rid of it as much as we can. Mm. Yeah, so that's uh ambient and ambient noise. Amb- huh? yeah. ambient noise. Sure. Then I also uh, strongly recommend, you know, as you continue to progress in your journey of live streaming, to get a good microphone, a dynamic microphone that you can put close to you, so it really picks up the the area around where you are speaking. And then to have that connected uh, either directly uh, via USB into your computer, or to use a USB audio interface, because typically microphones have this uh, XLR connector, yes. three-pin mm. connector. Mm. So if you have audio interface, you plug it into the audio interface, and audio interface has a USB cable that connects it to your laptop, and then uh, the laptop or the computer sees this as a sound card. So you can really select, okay, I want to get my audio from my microphone into the computer, back into your live streaming software that records the audio together with your video. For that
1: do you need a, like a mixer to do the job for you? Uh you don't really need
0: a mixer in itself. You can control basic levels from your USB audio interface. Mm. But uh some smaller mixers out there uh actually have this uh, USB uh uh, audio interfacing oh, really sure. as part of its uh, functions. Yeah, so you can consider either or but uh, really just for starters, a uh, simple two channel or USB audio interface is uh, usually good enough. Okay. Yeah. Next, uh, very importantly, it is something that people always forget, you know, they get they get so engrossed with uh, working with the cameras, working with their audio, they forget a key element, which is actually lighting. So get proper studio lighting, you know, if you're on a tight budget, get one of those uh, ring lights you know that you see a lot of these DIY uh, live streamers are using or simple studio light boxes they don't really cost that much but it's really a good it's a good starting point then after you get the lights try not to just have it straight on like if you can see if you look at at my at my profile you see some light that is a little bit stronger and some light that's a little bit darker because this is actually the principle of three-point lighting where you have a key light coming at a certain angle if a few light that's a less intense add a little bit more texture and then you have a backlight that gives you a bit of a back shadow a bit of a highlight around your shoulder so it creates a bit of sense of a depth so the image does not look too flat if you want light, you just put it straight on then it looks very uh, flat mm-hmm. yeah then next point I have for you guys is really to focus on framing your shot properly to learn proper shot composition so a quick tip I have for you is really to leave enough headroom, uh, when room when, when you film And then to learn the rule of thirds So when we look at any image or any videos We are always actually viewing it in thirds So really just try to understand, you know That uh, okay, it's good to put For example, if there's two subjects, right? You have put one subject in each third And then leave a bit of space Mm -hmm. in the middle And something that uh, I will also, you know uh, Point out to you guys is to make sure that Whatever that is in frame That you're capturing in the camera uh, Is nice and clean All clutter, background, you know uh, Mess and all that actually uh, removed, yeah next point okay is the really to decide right that where do you wish to stream your content to and then to dis- get the rtmp stream key which is actually the you know uh, a stream key that you can get a, like a code you can get from uh, youtube or facebook that you can put into your uh, live streaming software which uh, i think for a lot of you out there a, f- a popular free software to use actually uh, obs mm-hmm. yeah but i I will, cons- I will actually urge you guys to consider paying a little bit more so you to get vmix which is by by far becoming uh, uh, the industry standard for uh, vision mixing live streaming software and uh one of the last points i have points i have for you guys is really to do a test recording make sure everything works then do a test stream double check make sure everything works then when you stream, uh, you'll be a lot more confident, more assured that you know at least technically or on the production side, uh, everything should hopefully work as, as as how you expect it to. But uh, lastly, uh, relax and enjoy the process.
1: Wow, that was yeah very very comprehensive, very in depth. I think for the last ten minutes, y'all should just rewind and it again and again this is from the experts so many golden nuggets over there to just get you started these are like building blocks to just becoming a content creator right so I think fantastic thank you so much for the insights David uh, and in you know in the, the climate of the pandemic I think we have been restricted to a lot of going to a lot of physical events a lot of physical events that we used to go thousand 10,000 a lot of concerts. I think that we cannot go to anymore but I think there's been this trend as well there is a lot of virtual events popping up especially in the last year, of 2021 a lot of people are going virtually and then they can go regionally or globally can reach so many other people right what do you think right I think because I think EBX also does a lot of virtual events what do you think is the outlook for the virtual event management industry
0: I think the outlook is uh, very positive uh, very encouraging uh, because people are creatures of habit uh, with virtual events um, being the predominant form of events over the past uh, 1.5, 1.5 years, you know, since uh, the start of the pandemic, and counting, of course. We've we, have, we have gotten so used to logging in online from the comfort of our own homes mm, or offices to attend a event virtually. And uh, really, I think it, it comes back to one of my key points, which is the, the focus on the production quality, because people are going to really spend invest their time to watch uh, the event, right? So we want to keep that keep them uh, as entertained, you know, and uh, High quality uh, audio and, um, and uh, visuals, of course, and to be able to utilize uh, as many uh, appropriate event technology tools such as uh, virtual sets, uh, uh, virtual environments, uh, with, uh, Unreal Engine, for example, to transport you to virtual worlds to try to, to best simulate a live event. This is very much uh, doable for uh, virtual conferences. Yeah, where you can attend the main plenary session, yeah. how we used to in the morning, yeah. and then to be able to move out to different uh, breakout rooms. Then we can exchange. Now in the virtual, we can exchange name
1: cards. Oh, virtual name cards. Yes, too, virtual yeah.
0: name cards. <laughs> like how we used to do uh, in uh, real basically life. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, basically. Sure. Yeah. But however, one area, right? That I feel ver- that it's very hard to replicate virtually is actually live music concerts and festivals. For well, some of you who know EBX, we actually came from this uh, live music space. We were involved with over, you know, over three thousand, uh, over know, concerts, concerts and festivals uh, since over oh, the last 10 years. Yeah. I really miss it, you know. But I just find it so hard, you know, as much as we can you know, in this virtual space to try to replicate that. But we, we just can't. Yeah, because people go to such events to enjoy beyond just the music. But rather to be in that same time and space as mm. their idol, yes, that's true. You know, the, the hero on stage, right? When we are breathing the same air, we are letting the sound system, uh, the lighting, the visuals, and all that really just ignite our senses to be in that present moment. And this is really something that uh, no headphone or even the best computer speaker system can replicate. replicate yeah. yeah.
1: I can just feel your passion for concerts. I think you EBX has the origins from the live concert space itself. Yeah, so, right. so much passion for it, and I'm sure you miss it a lot as well.
0: I definitely do. Ho- hopefully, yeah. it's coming back soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So I've heard that. I hear that. I think business conferences are one of the most pot- the, a lot of potential in business conferences. When you go into these conferences, there's plenary events. Uh, then we can do for mass amount of people itself. What other kind of events do you think have the most potential?
0: I feel right now uh, the mice industry business events is mm, business event. really the area with uh, the most potential, uh, partly because so uh, well, the government is uh, spearheading or trying to use it to open up uh, the rest of the events industry sure uh, yeah. yeah and uh, there's been a very strong embrace uh, of uh, Hybrid events, mm. where we have both live and virtual events, uh, and Singapore being one of the main uh, uh, hubs, uh, hubs in in, in, in A- Asia, in Asia, mm. we are definitely uh, leading the way. And of course, you know, we all heard about the latest announcement of the Bloomberg event that's yes, uh, it's uh, happening ha- soon. Ha- ha- yeah. happening soon. Yeah. So once you know that happens successfully, then of course we can leverage and build on that success uh, to uh, gradually uh, open up uh, the rest of the events uh, industry. However, I feel uh, one, one, uh, area that is, uh, one industry that is really lacking in the event space is actually the concert touring industry. So, uh, you know, I, I feel quite sad talking about this. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but it is that the concert touring industry is definitely uh, lagging behind. Sure. As long as borders remain uh, restricted. restricted. I mean, if we just look at it from a pure economic sense. Uh, a ban or a touring act from, say, the US or Europe will only uh, make a Southeast Asia store, uh, tour Multiple if they can get multiple stops, like four or five stops, so that you know when they fly, you know, a good fifteen twenty hours to Asia, they can maximize it going, you know, around the region and then uh, flying back uh, from there. If it's just one stop, Singapore, then uh, you know, logistically and you know, the cost involved, just just does not make sense.
1: Yeah, so hopefully we will get that back soon. Okay, maybe we're ready to see all these pop bands from all around the world that we have been always listening to, watching their YouTube videos. Hopefully they will can come soon, and we can relive that part as well. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, yes. Yes. Uh, and maybe in the in the virtual event production industry, what are some of the tools of the trade? What are the things that you need to consider, right, in order to you in order for you to run a virtual event successfully?
0: Well, like uh, live events in the past, right? The fundamentals do not change. Mm. We need to think about what is the story that you wish to tell mm. and the message that you wish to convey to your audience. Then you need to look at the thematic look and feel of your event or the program that you're trying to deliver, to make sure that everything is consistently delivered and is directly relatable to both you as the organizer, remember authenticity, as well as your intended audience. Then, of course, we need to look at the, the bread and butter issues, right? Which is the budget. We may have this, you know, dream of doing all that, right? But we only have a limited budget. So, how best, you know, can we maximize this budget? Then, of course, we need to look at other considerations such as our timeline. How much time do we have to produce this event? And then to identify clearly what are our key deliverables. So, you know, what is critical to have and know what's good to have. Then we need to determine. Should we shoot this live, like a live streaming show, or can we do it as a recording, recording. and then do a post-productions edit and then stream that material out uh, thereafter? Then we're talking about streaming, right? Which is the most suitable platform? So we need to find the most suitable platform to stream to, like what we mentioned earlier. And to find a suitable date and time to stream it. Of course, you know if you to stu- if you study data analytics or a co- uh, co- consumer behavior, at certain times of the day that it's better f- to engage a certain audience. Uh, audience to launch the event for maximum impact. Then of course, right, you need a strong production partner that can effectively translate your dreams into reality. Someone like EBX. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that whether you're a content creator or a virtual event producer, you're a storyteller. And you, yes. need, you need to know your audience. That's so right. you are telling a story to your audience, mm-hmm. but you need to know what's the platform, what are the tools of the trade in order for you to be able to convince and persuade them. That's right. Yeah. And uh, you say that one of the one of the one of the people who are very experienced and experts in the tools of the trade is EBX. So maybe can I ask you for EBX right what is a unique value or Something
0: unique that EBX delivers for your clients. EBX, uh, we are not just an A V company or mm. a venue operator. We are all that and more, like what I mentioned, across cost of five uh, verticals. So that has actually enabled us to have a uh, integrated uh, uh, value chain uh, which, which results in better cost efficiencies, operational efficiency. So basically we become literally what I said at the beginning, uh, mm. one-stop shop, uh, end-to-end 360 card kind of event solutioning uh, company. Then uh, through these these synergies, right, when you come to us, right, we we actually taking different parts of everything, and we're so called like we're like alchemists, we're like the magicians. Mm. We put it into this pot, we stir this pot, and then we help to deliver Great magic on the screen, magic uh, yeah. to yeah. create the magic on screen. Exactly, yep.
1: yes. Sure. Nice. All right. And if I'm a young content creator or virtual event producer, and I wanted to to go into this industry, I want to go into this industry. How do I start? What are the prospects like?
0: Well, this is a career I uh, will strongly encourage you uh, to embark on uh, Because as you can see, it's going to experience massive growth as we launch into this metaverse Metaverse. Yeah, you can see what I mentioned, Facebook is really hiring 10,000 people uh, And closer to home, we foresee a strong demand for virtual and hybrid events uh, in the years to come And of course, uh, at EBX, uh, together with our learning partners such as uh, our good friends here, Adam Cool Learning Technology Group. Mm. So thank you once again for having welcome, me. Welcome. It's our pleasure. <laughs> um, and through uh, one of our business units, uh, EBX Academy, mm. uh, we can both combine uh, our digital life skills and technical know-how, and distill our, our combined years of experience into a simple and easy to understand, step-by-step process to teach you guys how to do. A virtual event production
1: Right. I think this is really very nice I think it combines both the head and the heart and even the hands itself right so it's not just about why you're doing it and the skills but also how you do it itself so that they can you know start somewhere these are like building blocks to become a virtual event producer yeah so maybe uh, David could you take us on a tour and share with us some of the facilities or equipment that you have that you use to run virtual events yes
0: we definitely can Mm. Uh, I'm uh, Big champion for plug and play venues because mm. this, through having a plug and play venue, you can reduce a lot of these operational inefficiencies. You know, in the past, live events we used to go to uh, whichever spaces, hotel ballrooms, and so on and so forth. Set it up, we tear it down, we do the same thing. You know, we rinse, we repeat. Yeah. So really, we plug and play venues, we have everything, every everything ready set up. You know, and ready to go. Uh, you can actually uh, help to shorten that 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 process so you can actually spend that time in the studio uh, doing the event itself not to waste too much time you know setting and testing and then you know after the event to tear everything down and to, and to repeat what I mentioned yeah and um, we also have an industry partnership uh, with youth hub skate where together we have actually developed five spaces into media production live streaming studios you know to support the uh, content creators such as yourselves, and also to engage and to work with uh, industry, uh, such as uh, with our good friends here and uh, a few others out there. Yeah, to really to create and to deliver the value. Yeah.
1: Sure. So All I I hear that we can yeah. uh, the the youths can come to skate itself, and they can can work with actually a lot of uh, industry partners who are really doing live streaming or media production out there, so that they can learn what is real in the workplace rather than know whatever theory that you learn in school or in, through the books itself.
0: Yes, very good point. So again, you know, we can we can learn uh, theory and all that, but you really truly learn when you can apply what you have learned. And uh, having plug and play uh, venues, uh, media production studios, uh, would actually enable you to do so when you when you come into our into our, our spaces uh, to actually get a hands on kind of approach. You can touch a sound console, a lighting console, a remix station, and to really immerse yourself as the as part of a a production. So again, uh, I urge you guys uh, you know, to uh, make an appointment to come uh, visit us try your hand out uh, at this uh, virtual event production at any of our five spaces escape uh, And EBX and of course together with our partners, uh, we are also open to uh, arrange uh, demo sessions for your organization uh, As we continue to share about this ex- exciting development in the events digital events industry
1: Sure. Uh, you you say that you got five spaces at Scape, right? Is these spaces similar, or are uh, they cater for like, different types of events or different types of platforms?
0: So, so the five spaces definitely are uh, very different mm. uh, in terms of uh, scale and scope. So uh, today we are in Scape Gallery, uh, level five, which is actually a three thousand square feet uh, theatered kind of setting mm. where we're outfitted with LED wall and all that as you have seen uh, uh, behind behind us. And uh, we also have the flagship 10,000 square feet uh, ground theater. We've done a lot of uh, um, uh, hybrid events there because of the space we can uh, uh, accommodate up to hundred packs uh, live events with uh, safe distancing measures, of course. Uh, and then we have three smaller studios uh, at uh, level three. Uh, one of them is a smaller live streaming studio about 800 square feet and we have a, a podcast room and as well as a jamming studios, all equipped with a live streaming capabilities.
1: Wow, so much potential over there. Right? I think that you all yes. should just come over here and just uh, get your hands dirty because it doesn't beat getting your hands dirty uh, living through the experience so that you can learn by doing. I think that's what the world is going into, especially the digital world. You learn by doing rather than exactly. memorizing and all that. Thank you for your hard work over here at Scape and to bring this, and hopefully we can bring this out to the world as well. Uh, so, just one last thing that I wanted to ask you is this: right, what is one advice that you have for a young uh, student who is just going out into the world of work and they want to explore maybe become, becoming either a content creator or a virtual event producer? What is one advice that you have for them?
0: I think you you are, you actually mentioned uh, the the two words that resonates very deeply with me. Mm which is really to get started. To take action. You know, spend time thinking deeply what is it you wish to do. Then commit to do it, just, just doing it. Uh, there's never a perfect time or place to do anything. But it's only through uh, starting, doing that we actually learn what works, what does not work, how we can do things better, build a learn a learning journal. Yeah. Then from there then, then we can continue to use this as building blocks um, to develop ourselves develop our career then you life is just a very amazing maybe just to share quickly I started out as a guitar shop owner close to 20 years ago and then now we are in this events uh, production space and uh, uh, slowly sharing this uh, mission and vision uh, into the education space so again guys uh, strongly encourage you guys you know have your hand uh, try out at the, this uh, virtual event production together with uh, uh, Adam Cool uh, Learning Technologies uh, Group and uh, EBX
1: Thank you so much, David. And yes, uh, it's, you, he's right. I think you just need to start from somewhere. I think the world right now is all about getting your hands dirty and learning from experience. Even the best content creators, they all start with the first video, with the first mm. podcast, the first TikTok, yes. with the first like, the first share and then you learn from it. And mm. I think one of the things that they can learn through the whole process of experience is that, you know, they make mistakes and yes. then they mess up. That mistake become a teachable moment that they can apply the next time round you know oh I need to be prepared for this right you know I I remember still the first time I live stream the stream dropped and mm. I was like panicking and I put a note in my learning journal oh okay I need to do this the next time so I think it's a very wonderful experience and uh, we look forward to having more students more youths coming to escape and working with uh, EBX as well as Adam cool learning technologies group right? and once again
0: uh, thank you so much uh, mr. big one and as well as uh, youth cast, Adam cool learning technologies uh, for having you uh, us on the Legit Podcast. Okay,
1: thank you so much, David, for your time. It's been a pleasure, and we learned so much. Okay, uh, so many golden nuggets and gems over here, and hopefully, uh, the youths, our listeners out there, can apply so that they too can find their place in the digital world. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Thank you.